If you look at the median household income of black renters, it's only about $24,000, $25,000 a year. And when your incomes are that low, uh, the rents are, and you are charged high rents, you're paying 35, 45, 55 percent of your income on one commodity and as a consequence of that you have much fewer dollars to spend on other items food medicine clothing uh, other personal household needs that that are important so for some politicians to argue that we have low rents in Buffalo and it's just that people are too poor to pay low rents it's it's totally absolutely and completely ridiculous landlords in Erie County are moving to evict tenants in numbers greater than almost anywhere else in the state of New York for the past three months investigative posts Ejaz Jasil has followed the story of Erie County's evictions from the data that explains the struggles Buffalo citizens face each day to the number of actual evictions that has never been recorded. For Investigative Post, I'm Garrett Looker, and this is Reporter's Notebook, a podcast series that dives deeper into the stories reported here at Investigative Post. So let's let's dive in uh, and tell me. Well, first off, tell me about the story. What what was the story that you've been working on? Uh, what is evictions? So this story is about a dashboard that I've been tracking since mid August, which actually was literally a few days after I started working here. So a dashboard created by the New York State Unified Court System, and it's been tracking the number of eviction warrants that have been issued throughout the state since 2019 is when it first started. So to show how uh, evictions have been dispersed throughout COVID. And I found that Erie County, more specifically the city of Buffalo, had issued more eviction warrants than any other region in the state. Really? Yes. Even more than New York City, than the the boroughs? Yeah, more than the individual boroughs. And even though when you add all of the borough numbers together, then of course you'll get a higher number than Buffalo. But when you look at the percentage of people who got eviction warrants here compared to the percentage of all the combined boroughs of New York, we're still technically evicting more hmm. or issuing warrants to evict more, which is it's striking, honestly, because hmm. it's the first time on record that we've ever seen this here in Erie County and in the city of Buffalo. So would you say that's like that's the main exciting point uh the main like you know your lead that people need to know that more more residents of erie county per capita are being evicted than new york city one of the largest cities in the world yeah that's absolutely it because to be honest the whole evictions thing was supposed to be a breakaway to another story that i was working on but really yeah so this wasn't supposed to be your main piece huh (laughs) it was not tell me about that i didn't know that yeah so i went to this conference in august called igniting hope and dr henry taylor from ub gave this crazy in-depth presentation Mm -hmm. about substandard housing how it's related to issues of rent gouging to health effects on people uh in one of his slides that he gave in his presentation he showed a chart that showed how Buffalo had a higher eviction rate than any other uh, 
city or region in New York State. And I thought that that was extremely fascinating. Mm -hmm. And so I came back to Jim and said, yeah, I think this should definitely be one of our main points. But the more and more we started looking into stuff, because we both had the question, well, why? You right, know, right. We've never evicted more people before. Maybe we've been in the sixth or seventh, but never mm-hmm. number one. Mm-hmm. And so the more and more we started to uncover, it's like one answer would lead to five more questions. So, really? Yeah. Yeah. Eventually I thought, okay, this has got to be its own story because, I mean, huh. it, it's a pretty big deal. The fact that we're evicting more people than we – Kings County just surpassed us last month, but throughout the entire summer – we were evicting more people than even them, and they have wow. the greatest population. We're talking, if I'm not mistaken, 2.8 million. Wow. And we're still even ahead of Queens, Manhattan, and they have, you know, over populations of over a million and over 2 million. So huh. so this literally, I mean, that that's the, if, if I'm, mis- correct me if I'm wrong, that was the, the Saturday after you started working, right? You went to that, that Saturday event. Yeah, yeah. I remember you going there, and you came back, and you're like, "I got a lot of information." And I'm like, "Wow, she's already working on a story." So you've been, this is your first story, dear listener. This is November seventh. We're, <laughs> you're you're working on your first story. So, so you said one answer led to five more questions. Tell me about that. How did the data it, like, un you know wrap itself, and how, how um taxing was that for you as a reporter? I mean, that's a lot of numbers. Yeah. So it was very taxing because for one, I have to say I've learned way more than I've ever known in my entire life Mm. (laughs) in just these three months working on this story about the housing process, the evictions process. So when I first saw this dashboard, I'm thinking the number was about, let's see, 3,600 at the time. And I was like, so 3,600 people got evicted. Mm. And I learned and then I realized, okay, that's eviction warrants that were issued, but not every warrant that's issued results in an eviction. You have to learn how many warrants are executed. So that was something that I had to learn. And, you know, eventually I thought, okay, so we're taking steps, but maybe it's not that we're evicting more people. But still, the fact that we're issuing more warrants, I don't know if that says something about our landlords or our housing situation here, but it's fascinating. Um, Another huge question that I had was, literally being bounced around from trying to contact state and city agencies Mm -hmm. just to find out who handles Buffalo's hard eviction data. I'm like, okay, well, if these are the warrants that are issued, I need to know the warrants that are executed, a.k.a. the evictions that happen. So where does it come from? And eventually it took me probably about a month to figure out, you know, where that data Uh lies, which is in our city marshal's office. And... Did you get your hands on that data? No. No. What stopped you? What stopped me is the fact that, according to our chief city marshal, the city of Buffalo has never collected that data. Really? Nope. They hang on to every warrant that's executed, but they never, ever track how many numbers of evictions the city has actually carried out. So there's, there's no way, regardless if you continue this reporting for the next three years or 30 years, unless the city starts tracking what warrants are executed, it's almost impossible to get those numbers? Absolutely. Wow. Yeah. I, for one, I thought, that can't be true. Somebody is just trying to, like, spin me around right. here because, you know, I'm, I'm a new reporter here and I don't quite know what questions to ask. Right. So, you know, they're just telling me they don't have, they have to have the numbers. But 
in doing research, I realized it's more common than I thought. Lots of cities don't track their eviction numbers. And I thought that was huh. something that it would absolutely be essential to do, yeah. especially for a city like Buffalo, which is the second largest in New York State. I mean, to find out where the most evictions are happening, the populations that are getting evicted the most, we know where to direct our resources, where to direct our uh our attention, you know, we get to look at causes, but right. we don't have that, and apparently we never had, which was staggering. The closest thing I got to a number when I spoke with our chief marshal, Herbert Bellamy Jr., he said an estimated about 45 to 50 a week are being carried out. Wow. Yeah, so, you know, I don't know if huh. that's been since the moratorium ended in January, if we saw a summer spike, what have you. But those numbers, I think, when you, you know, calculate them, it probably means that we are actually not just issuing, but we are evicting probably more people than most of these counties, which is, it's staggering to even hmm. think about. Okay, so, you know, there's, there's so much data, so many numbers, and then the lack of data. How do you transcend those numbers? Uh, because if there's 40 to 50, even, those, even though those numbers might not be uh, hard numbers, they're not tracked all the time, we still know that people, real humans, are being affected by this. So what? how did your reporting transcend the numbers? What people did you speak with? What did that look like? So I talked to lots and lots of people, um, over a dozen collectively individuals, agencies. My first method was, okay, I've got to go to the people who are dealing with those who have evicted and with those who have been evicted, so landlord, tenant, attorneys. Mm -hmm. So those were some of the first people that I spoke with, a lot of helpful people at Neighborhood Legal Services. And I tried to, you know, get a little bit of a suggestion maybe on, well, is there something going on here that's not going on in the rest of the state? Like, did New York City or did some other cities in the state have a moratorium that we didn't have? What You know, what's, mm -hmm. what's the cause of this? Is our housing set up differently or our tenants rights are they different so there was a lot of insight that i gained from the legal perspective but then also going back to the who i really have to credit as the source dr henry taylor because mm -hmm. i did you know get the right. my idea to go searching for this data from his presentation and he really spoke to the fact and i heard this i heard him say this first but then a lot of people I interviewed after him what we're seeing here in Buffalo is a result of not the pandemic, but issues that we had in our city before the pandemic. Mm. COVID only exacerbated the fact that we live in a city where it's cheaper to buy a home than it is to rent, where most people are paying 40, 50 percent of their income on rent. You know, we live in a city where it's not that the rents are too low when you look at the numbers, mm -hmm. but it's that the incomes are also low. So hmm. housing insecurity has always been an issue because of the fact that people are simply not making enough money to be able to afford where they're living. And it's it's causing a, ho uh, a host of other issues in the city. And so seeing how the pandemic played a role in that was really enlightening to look at, you know, some of the problems that we've had even before 2020. Mm -hmm. And before we started here, you, you had mentioned a lack of a cause, um, that you keep on digging down the rabbit hole and you're not finding the person that might be responsible or a number that's responsible or something that is clearly like, ah, here's, here's the two by four in the foundation that's rotting away. And if we replace this, we can save the foundation. 
how deep does this go? It goes very deep, and it's extremely dissatisfying to me as a journalist to not have a hard answer to my mm. question. It's mm-hmm. everyone that I asked, I felt like I got one of two types of answers. The first type was stuff that kind of related to the entire state or the entire nation even. Well, mm-hmm. the moratorium ended. You know, people got these COVID relief funds, but they didn't pay their rent with them, unfortunately. Renters are raising their rents. It's like, okay, yes, this is all true, but this isn't just happening in Buffalo. We're seeing this all over the nation, you know? So it doesn't speak to how Erie County and the city of Buffalo wound up evicting more people than anyone in the state throughout the entire summer, but now almost anyone besides Mm -hmm. Kings County. Um, The second type of answer that I would receive is what I kind of spoke to earlier, the systemic issues in Buffalo, the fact that we've always been one of the poorest poorest cities in the nation, the fact that we have issues like high poverty rates and the fact that there are in some neighborhoods, there's rent gouging going on. Mm -hmm. And I know someone may be thinking, well, that's contradictory because she just said the rents were low here. So how can there be rent gouging? Mm. So the thing with rent gouging in a city like Buffalo is that it's not that someone's saying, well, you have to live here for $1,500. You know, even if the rent is somewhere around $600, $700, when you look at the conditions of the houses, especially in areas like the east side and diverse populations in the west side, and you look at these places and you would think, I would not pay $10 a month to live here. Mm-hmm. And then you delve into things like some landlords knowing that a lot of renters don't have choices. There's not a lot of housing available in the city. And especially when you get into certain demographics, a lot of people are going to be willing to just take what they can get, you know. Yeah. Like, I can't find anywhere else in the city for this cheap. So, you know, so what I have a a rodent infestation problem or a leaky ceiling, I'm just going to have to deal Mm -hmm. with it. So, you know, those issues definitely exist too. But the whole root cause of us leading evictions, because that is where we just were at, I don't know. I think the closest thing that I found was we had the Erie County Landlord-Tenant Hub Court, which was Mm -hmm. enacted last December. In brief, It took all of the counties, villages, and town courts and consolidated them and made hearings virtual over Microsoft Teams. So a lot of town courts that only held eviction hearings once a day could hear maybe like five or six in a day. Mm -hmm. So that could have possibly expedited the process for evictions. Mm. That's the only unique identifier locally that I've seen to found. Everything Mm. else, like, it's not like, you know, New York had a moratorium that we didn't have. It's not like... You know, other people had COVID funds we didn't have. Everything sort of checked out as far as what we saw post-moratorium and post-COVID as the rest of the state. But for some reason, which is still not 100% able to be confirmed, we're issuing more eviction warrants. And it's it's startling and it's mind-boggling. Well, let's talk sources. what different types of sources did you use um, and what sources gave you the most information to keep digging? So definitely I credit the landlord-tenant attorneys, as I mentioned earlier. I spoke mm-hmm. with two who represented landlords and two who represented tenants. And it was amazing to hear 
Contrasting opinions, of course, but then some things that both parties agreed on, um, you know, like the fact that uh, some people agreed that the hub court maybe did contribute to the evictions. Some people talked about the fact that not everyone spent those COVID uh, rent relief funds on mm-hmm. rent. So there was some of that. Dr. Henry, of course, was extremely a huge help in putting this together mm-hmm. and giving me a, a history of the renting population and renters' rights in the city, especially in places like the East Side, which it is important to mention. I keep bringing up the East Side because that is where the highest concentration of right. eviction warrants were, 14211 and 14215. Mm-hmm. So those are East, Buffalo, primarily black, primarily impoverished zip codes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's where the highest concentration were. I also spoke with a lot of people from the county, and I would I want to give a special thanks to Erie County Department of Social Services Deputy Commissioner Karen Rybicki and also Diana Prosky from Neighborhood Legal Services because a big component of this story was understanding the temporary assistance benefits that people get. Mm-hmm. And when I tell you that was the most frustrating thing for me to understand even more so than trying to get to the root of our evictions yeah learning about you know how people get temporary assistance and public assistance here in the city there were so many questions I had and so that was definitely an enlightening component especially learning how the state who controls the benefits that each county gets hasn't raised our benefits here in Erie County since 2003 Mm -hmm. so for example For almost 20 years, you know, someone in the state thinks that a single person in Erie County can find somewhere to live for $169. Even with our historically affordable rents that people say we have, nowhere is that affordable. I can promise you that. No, absolutely not. No one is paying $169 for rent. And then... For large families, four eleven. I was even, uh, I was running the numbers in my head, and it didn't hit me until just now. Like, yeah, one hundred and sixty nine dollars. That's <laughs> you're not going to find anything for one hundred and sixty nine dollars. Yeah, and then you'll hear things. Well, well, that's what they you know get other funds for through temporary assistance, but it's not. Those other funds are supposed to supplement needs like you know food, personal hygiene products, mm-hmm. medical mm-hmm. products, whatever else you need. It's not supposed to be like, okay, I have to spend this on my rent too. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly why looking even at our most recent data from the American Community Survey, most renters are rent burdened, which means they're paying over 35% of their income in rent. Mm. Because you have issues like this where people are telling you, well, tough luck, you know? Yeah. Yeah, maybe you have to spend half or 75% of your check on rent, well, you just got to choose what bill you're not going to pay this month. That's huh. just how you got to live. And, you know, it's it's unacceptable. So moving forward um, and wrapping up here, uh, what, as a reporter, is the next step or the, the next couple of steps? Uh, is there left, is there a story still to chase or have you answered all the questions you have for evictions? Not even close. Not even close. <laughs> no, so, so many next? more questions. So I do want to look deeper into the fact that we're not collecting this hard eviction data. Mm -hmm. That's on my to-do list. There's very little that, I think there's very little more I'm going to be able to get from the city marshal's office because I've probably bugged them enough and made Mm -hmm. a few frenemies there. (laughs) But I want to find out, you know, 
what having this data could mean for the city, if it could change things in the way that we direct our resources and our funds, if it could curb evictions in high-risk areas and in housing and secure areas. I also want to look at the fact that this story, as I said, did bring up a lot of issues we have in housing that predated the pandemic. So mm -hmm. there's so much to explore here from the rent gouging to standard housing to how poverty affects, you know, uh, education, health, everything. Um, I think this story, this eviction story was just an eye opener to so many things that people have to deal with and things that honestly I'd already known too.